Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Roos Chris Drakos. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. It's Edmonton owned and operated. Roos Chris Steakhouse. The 99th Roos Chris open at 9990 Jasper Avenue. Kind of makes sense in a place. Uh, like Edmonton. Roos Chris is now open Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Roos Chris, tell them Oilers now sent you. Well, we have six regular guests that do this show. We have John Shannon on Monday. We have Mark Spector on Tuesday. We have Brian Lawton and John on Wednesday. Uh, we have um, Brian Burke and Louis DeBrusque on Thursdays. We have Elliot Speck on Fridays. So, you know, we've got some really good guests I don't know if Mark Spector is the best guest, but he's the guest I've known the longest. We welcome back for the horses in Horse Racing Alberta, our Oilers Now headliner brought to you by Touchback Safety. Touchback remains open for training and is taking all necessary precautions to ensure the safety of their staff and their clients. Mark Spector. Hello, Speck. How are you doing? I'm doing okay, Bobby. Now, are you still working from home, or what do you guys do? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Brendan is uh, taking the week off, um, so Cody is in, uh, opping for us and uh, doing some updates and stuff back of the 630 Chad Studios. So we're grinding away, Mark, every day. Mm, I would think, like, I noticed some of the TV guys are starting to go back in the studios now. Yeah, so uh, maybe I, you'll get there. Do you prefer working from home, Bob? No, I prefer working in studio. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, just because I can monitor things a little quicker, but that's a personal preference yeah. of mine. So, and I can tell you, my family definitely prefers me working from the studio as well. <laughs> well, she's a beautiful day today, and I guess we're getting a little closer. I don't know if we're going to hear about these hub cities this week or. You know, that's been a, I mean, I think the clock's got to be ticking. There's a lot of preparation for whoever wins this thing to start to put put it together. Uh, I would think that the NHL is going to have to make a call on this fairly shortly, wouldn't you? Well, there's people that already believe it's Vancouver and Vegas, and uh, that could very well be the case. I mean, I talked to somebody with an organization that's still in the hunt, not Edmonton's, and they thought that it was uh, Vancouver and Vegas as well uh, last night. So I mean that is a, that is a possibility. Um, uh, Mark, 
you wrote hold a piece. Oh, okay, go ahead. You go ahead. How do you have? How do you not have an Easter time zone in this thing? Like, so you got you got Pittsburgh, you got Philly, you got Boston, and the Rangers. Four of the biggest American draws. You're sending them out west to play. Uh, let's say they go there. Well, Vancouver and Vegas are both on Pacific time. Yeah. So so. And you got the Toronto Maple Leafs, obviously a huge, huge mm-hmm. property for my network. So every night you've got w- at least one of those teams, Bob, because they're playing their games in Vancouver. At, I, I believe they're, they're supposed to go noon, four, and eight, right? Yes. Every night you got the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Boston Bruins playing at a game that starts at eleven o'clock in the Eastern Time Zone. That that makes. That makes absolutely zero sense to me. If this thing doesn't go to Toronto, one of the hub sites isn't in Toronto, it would just be because Toronto's COVID situation just can't handle it. Uh, I don't know why they pulled out of Columbus, but it, I don't get how the stations that pay all the money to to get the Leafs on TV and the Bruins on TV and the Rangers on TV are going to have to put them on TV at 11 o'clock at night. All right. I don't get so- it. So a lot of people have suggested, Mark, that it's Vancouver and Vegas. And again, I talked to somebody that is, is of the employee of one of the teams still in the final six, not Edmonton. And that individual believes it's Vancouver and Vegas. Uh, however, I said earlier in the show, I actually have Toronto, now, like, and I did Ottawa radio today as well. And I, I believe that uh, for the exact reason you said, Toronto has to be, in many, well, take a, I mean, take a look at who's left in this thing right now, right? I mean, we're down to Toronto. That's it in the East. That's the only <laughs> and, Eastern Time Zone team is Toronto, right? We have Chicago in the Central. Uh, we got Edmonton in the uh, Mountain, and then we got Vegas, L.A., and Vancouver, all in the Pacific. And uh, the L.A. one's really interesting to me because California's seen a spike as well. Mark, I put the numbers out on Vegas. I've not tweeted them, but I'll just repeat them to you just to put things in perspective. Vegas has 2.6 million people, okay? They've had... Uh, they've done 200, just over 200,000 tests. So Clark County, uh, 2.6 million, 204,000 tests. They've had 11,186 cases and 402 deaths. Edmonton, at say a million people, has done 106,000 tests. They've only had 857 cases. Vegas has had more cases in the last week than Edmonton has had in the entire time dealing with COVID. Edmonton's at 14 deaths. Vegas is at 400. Here's another one for you that matters a lot to people that study these things. The state of Nevada, and most of these people are in Vegas, they've got 100 people in ICU. The province of Alberta has six, two in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Like you... So if it if it ends up in Vegas, what do we know? We know that maybe the COVID situation, the way most people would see it, doesn't matter as much as maybe we were led to believe. Is that fair? Yeah, it would tell me that the NHL feels like they, they can counter it by having a superior bubble in Vegas. I would say that to you. Yep. I think they feel like only having one hotel to keep inside the bubble uh they could you know they would look you in the eye and say we're in control of this thing i agree with you bob i think COVID is just going to get worse and worse in vegas because people are coming there from all over the more they open their hotels the worse it'll get by the time they're playing games there in the end of august it could just be a gong show in vegas uh for COVID 19 so you know i I think we would agree that although it may spike in edmonton a bit it's not going to spike the way it spikes in vegas so I think that's a little bit of uh, lip service. Gary Bettman made quite a quite a show of saying that the you know the the status of the coronavirus would have a huge 
um, implication, a, a huge effect on what, who they picked and what towns they picked. And, uh, you know, I agree with you. If To me, if you're going outside of Canada and you're picking L.A. and, and Vegas, then I'm going to I'm going to call your bluff on that one, Bob. Well, I mean, does the league have to have at least... I mean, Elliot Friedman was on the show Friday spec with Brandon. Just I took that day off. And uh, he mentioned, look, uh, you know, two weeks ago I would have said because of what was going on with the quarantine situation in Canada, you know, Canadian teams wouldn't have gotten any of the hubs. Things have moved so much now we're thinking we might have two Canadian teams be in the hubs. Can the Ameri- can can Gary Bettman, with 24 of 31 NHL teams right now, Mark, afford not to have a U.S. city as a hub? I don't I don't get why it makes a difference what country it is in. You know, I mean, the only thing, I, sure, the quarantine's a big deal. If it's a national law that throws the thing off, then I could get the NHL moving. You know, to a different staying in one country, assuming that that you can put the games on the same way in both places. I don't. Why do you have to have an American representative? I mean, there's no one's going to the games, no fans. What you tell me, Bob? What difference does it make if there's two Canadians, two Americans, or one each? Why do we care? Well, I think there is an advantage from a repetition perspective of saying from Vancouver or from Edmonton, you know, such and such game two of the best of five play. Like it, it certainly help out. I think the respective markets with the, you know. Um, constant mentioning of the fact that maybe those markets are further along in better shape from a business perspective. I don't know. I mean, that might be the one thing. Uh, but yeah, I, sure. I, yeah, but you know what? This is I'm not it's not something I die like if it's up to me, Mark, I play in Vancouver and Edmonton. I don't know about you, but I play in Vancouver and Edmonton. Well, it's a good question. I mean, they're Listen, I I think that like I wrote today on uh on you know what the Oilers are trying to do here and create that NHL village, and uh, they're way ahead. I sense, uh, I sense that they're way ahead, way ahead of a Toronto when it comes to everything going on. I know we saw Jason Kenney's ad that Edmonton somehow sprouted mountains and uh, the Columbia ice fields, <laughs> but the point is, I think Edmonton's thinking way outside the box, and they've got a pretty good product here they're selling the NHL. And I think if Toronto is getting some time to catch up, but they better hurry because the league's going to have to make a decision pretty quick. Yeah, well, I think it's possible the league might make the decision Friday night when you guys, you know, do your draft lottery show. Like, is that yeah, – I, I, I could maybe no, – that's too much news in one day. You know, never – Spread it out. news away from the draft lottery. For sure not. They would never drop two bombs in one day like that. They're dying for news days, Bob, here. They're not wasting them both in the same day. All right. Your piece talked about Edmonton punching up its uh, weight class, uh, you know. So give me a perspective on that. Let the listeners kind of know where you're coming from. Well, we've always, you know, we're one of the small major cities. We're the more northernmost major city. And I'm born and raised in Edmonton, so I remember the Commonwealth Games. And, and you know, everyone thought, ah, Commonwealth Games. Well, they were the most successful Commonwealth Games ever held. And in the end, we end up with a, with a stadium that's, to this day, you know, one of the most beautiful outdoor stadiums, in certainly in Canada. And, and it's just been a very successful well, Montreal held the Olympics and built a, a very poorly done Olympic stadium that cost over a billion dollars. Uh, Edmonton did it the right way. You know, the world track and fields, people, Toronto had the indoor world track and fields in 93 and failed miserably in Skydome. Nobody went. 
Edmonton put them on in 2001. The whole city got behind it. We somehow turned into a track town where we'd never been one before. Yep. And we put 40,000 people inside Commonwealth Stadium for 10 days in a row. It was, it was, no one would have thought you could ever do that. And Bob, I think, you know, Edmonton, we get, we're small enough that the city gets behind things like this. And we're, we're cognizant enough of our standing in the worldview that we want to impress people still. People in Toronto don't care what people think of them outside of Toronto. I think people in Edmonton still do. So in terms of something like this NHL thing, to bring it back, you know, this means something in Edmonton. And I think there would be a lot of civic pride in this thing, whereas in larger centers like a Chicago or Toronto, you know what, they don't, it's Chicago. They don't care if they look good on the national stage or not. You know, Mark, I can I can verify that most of, at least our listeners to Oilers now, are on board with the OEG being exhaustive and trying to make this happen because several of them, uh, especially in the early days of uh, uh, COVID, uh, you know, there were a lot of individuals out there that just wanted to bury their head in their sands, in the sands, and and not plan moving forward, and didn't want to hear anything about. I mean, they didn't even want to hear the numbers. Like you would provide the numbers on a daily basis because it's tied to the shutdown in the league, and the situation here in Edmonton, touch wood, knock wood, whatever has always been better than several other markets around Canada. And we had individuals, I don't want to hear that because it you know, it, it didn't agree with their perhaps even their political perspective on life. But I get the sense over the last month there's a lot of people really open to the orders trying to make this happen. Even I've even got people that are like, wait a sec here, why can't I go to the games? You know, like there 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 are those in and of course we know that's not gonna be at all plausible. But I, I do think there's always been a sense of uh Ingenuity, uh, yep. because you can be a self-starter. You don't have. There, there's very few six and seven generation rich in this province, um, and there's some people that have been kicked in the teeth and busted in the nose and and lost a lot of money during the recession over the last several years. But they're still trying to find ways to compete. They're still trying to keep the dream alive, and I think that says something about people. I don't want to go too far in this, but Mark, I believe that exists here in Edmonton and in northern Alberta. Well, yeah, I think it's a it's a facet of always being, you know, what well, we're the little guy here, right? We we're the little guy in the provincial scene in, in some ways. Calgary gets the head offices, you know. Calgary gets all the good flights. Uh, we're always fighting that battle. We're a little guy out west. Vancouver's a much bigger city, and and you know we in a, in a way Edmonton becomes a bit of a flyover province, as it were. Uh, and we're a little guy in Canada, right? We're not among the big cities. We're a city of just over a million now. Guess what? One point three, with everybody included. But you know what? We're the little guy that punches above its weight, and they're proud to say. I know we've had our, you've had your debates about uh, all the money that Alberta pumps into Confederation, but I think Albertans are proud to, to support, right? We've always been proud. We don't like it when we don't get treated well, but you know we, we've got a, we've got a culture here. That's our own, and we're proud of it. And when we get a chance to host and show the world who we are and what we're about, I think, you know, Albertans and Edmontonians in particular rally around it pretty hard. Handicap it for me out of 100%. Toronto, Vancouver, and Edmonton. How would you break it down? If- I, I, I think that it, there has to be an Eastern based. Well, there's only one East left, Mark, so that means I've, Toronto's getting it. I think Toronto's getting it. Whether or not their bids is better, as good or better than Edmonton, I think it's got to be a, it's got to be Toronto. Okay. So, uh, and then the other ones, Edmonton, Vancouver, and Vegas. 
I mean, it's it's Vegas is to lose, but every day the coronavirus testing comes out of Vegas, they lose a little bit of ground. You know, so I guess I would say Toronto and Vegas would be my bets, Bob. Yeah, I, uh, I, because I could just see it going that way. Mark, this is going to make for really boring radio. I think ultimately it's going to be, I know a lot of people have suggested Vancouver and Vegas, they very well might be right. I think it's going to be Toronto and Vegas as well. By the way, two Vegas, Pacific 20... Zone, two Pacific things makes makes yeah. absolutely no sense to me, Bob. Two games that start at 11 o'clock Eastern every night for the first two rounds. They're like, are you kidding me? Yeah, uh, 2,100 positive cases in Vegas over the last week. That's more than double the amount of positive cases in Edmonton since day one. Uh, we'll talk about uh, maybe not fighting a good fight, just cashing it in. When Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We come back in Oilers now. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector. Mark Spector for the horses in Horse Racing, Alberta. You're listening to Oilers now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks a lot, Ryan. It's 1252 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing in Alberta with you. Very quickly, a text in our Ashley Pine Flores text line. Uh, gentlemen, I may be missing something, but I can't see why the average person would want Edmonton to be chosen as a hub city. The players are all going to be holed up. None of us will be going to the games. COVID empty seats. Uh, and players' families are going to be taking up the hotel spots and crowding up attractions in Jasper in the middle of our vacation time. So that's a perspective out there from a texter. Mark, just before we talk a bit about uh, what happened at the university last Wednesday, um, uh, I asked, is Kyler Yamamoto a stone-cold mortal lock for a top-six spot? And uh, the majority of our texters believe he is. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Well, he is on this team. You know, he is on this team. Listen, in in today's NHL, when you could find a guy on his entry-level deal who can complement, you know, a top-six center the way he did, Yamamoto did with Dreisaitl, uh, on that salary you don't ask questions, right? He can play, you know, he's a top six player on this team. And is, you know what, he's a top six player on most teams in this league, Bob. Unless you found a club that had two right wingers that were, you know, just so fantastic he couldn't beat them out. So, what he, what's he, he had his second year pro, he was a point of game player. What do you have, 27 and 28 or something like that? Yeah, 26 and 27, and he was like plus 20. Yeah, so I don't see, you know, at a point of game, uh, I don't see how he doesn't, how anyone questions his ability to be a top six player. He's not just hanging around. We watched all the things he did away from the puck. He wins his battles. He compliments Drysaddle. The, the Drysaddle loves playing with him. So, yeah, no question in my mind. He's top six now, and I think it's fair to say he's only going to turn into a better player as time goes on. All right, Mark, we have uh, four minutes. Let's get to it. Last Wednesday, the University of Alberta announced that uh, less than a week after U Sports announced that fall sports uh, would not be played, football, soccer, rugby, all done, 
the U of A announced, and so far they're the only uh, Alberta-based school to do so, that they would not have uh, their teams play in 2021. Uh, they, they wouldn't give it a chance to see what would occur between now and January and uh, would not have their men's and women's hockey team, men's and women's basketball team, men's and women's volleyball teams play. Now, I can tell you in the case of hockey, Calgary and Mount Royal have already announced uh, they'd both play. A lot of people believe this is solely as a result of the significant uh, funding cuts from the UCP directed to uh, the University of Alberta. Do you believe that to be the case? Oh, there's more to it. I mean, they did take serious funding cuts, and that's part of the issue. They uh, they haven't had to be, had a chance to have their summer camps, which I know they make a little bit of money on. And it's my understanding that uh, athletics, I know they get a, what is it, Bob? How much per student? Seventy yeah, bucks a, a, a fee of yep, a fee of some point. Uh, some point, which in, Mark, when I worked there from two thousand two thousand eight, we did not get that, and they uh, they ended up fighting for it, and they've got that, uh, and they're not getting it this year. Uh, yeah, so, they, so they missed it last semester. They're not getting yeah. it for the summer semester. So clearly, my point would be this, Bob: the entire budget has been been pillaged here like that's three revenue streams yeah. you know two that don't exist and another that's been cut back severely i was a little surprised to see the bears be the bears and pandas be the very first people to come out and cash the season in thought they might hang around a little bit and see what happened but uh it just it made me feel like it, it just must be the dream must be so far away the number that they need that uh, ian reed just figured there's no way it can happen yeah i think people would be surprised at, uh, I think they'd be actually stunned if they knew how little the uh, Golden Bear hockey team's budget has gone up over the last 10 years because um, it's pretty much been flatlined. Uh, I would also ask you this, Mark, if the University of Alberta Golden Bear hockey alumni went to Ian Reid and said, we'll pay for the season, do you think he'd allow them to play? Well, that's a good question, Bob. Um, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I don't know, if, A, if, it, if they can actually afford that. Uh, if the alumni can actually afford that, and uh, B, I question. You know, I don't know what that means inside. You got to remember that Ian Reed's running how many teams over there? I don't even know the number. Around twenty. Around twenty teams. So you know, it may be difficult for him to allow one to have their alumni run it when the others. I don't listen. I don't know what the politics are there, Bob. So I'm staying out of it. <laughs> okay, but you would assume there might be some politics there. For sure there is. Come on, he's got 20 coaches to answer to. And he's canceling everybody's season. Then he's coming back and saying, well, the Bears are going to run, but uh, everybody else can't. Pandas hockey can't because they don't have the alumni. I mean, I guess it's survival of the fittest. And you could just say, well, go get your own strong alumni. But um, there's more to it, right? There's facilities. They they would have to staff facilities for the Golden Bears hockey games. that They're not staffing for anybody else. It would... There's no way it's free for athletics if the Golden Bears play hockey. Yeah, this text comes in. Rumor has it the hockey alumni tried to pay for it, but they were told they had to pay uh, for everybody. There was a, a piece written by Kurt Levins this week in Cult of Hockey. Uh, Kurt's uh, a media manager for Patterson Group out in B.C. and uh, certainly has a lot of sources in the province of Saskatchewan as well. It's going to be... Uh, interesting to to see what happens here moving forward um when's athletic- the last time the golden bears didn't have a season bob how far oh, back i would i would think maybe during the second world war that's what i would guess it was like world war Two. yeah so it's sad I'm, I'm just surprised they cashed it in as early as they did right yeah, I'm surpri- i am too 
Like, that's the thing that surprised me the most is, you know, could you not have been a little bit more exhaustive? In trying to find out some resolutions or some solutions, I'm sure, uh, I'm sure they have some uh, ulterior sort of motives as to. I mean, maybe there's a long time push to try to get more out of central administration. Um, I had a source tell me, Mark, that Mount Royal currently has a budget of more than uh, double that of the U of A Golden Bears hockey team that comes from athletics. If that's the case, if a minnow like Mount Royal uh, has got twice the budget of the U of A, uh, that's that's pretty concerning. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.